Good afternoon. Welcome to Divinity 648. My name is Christina. This is the third time I am going to attempt to provide this recording. It is July the 6th, 2022, and it is now 12.02 Eastern Standard Time in the afternoon. I am making this available on podcast as quickly as I can. This morning, I got visited by the Dirt Woman. Then I received a visit from Gedes, G-E-D-E-S. Then I was visited by Mummy Waters, M-A-M-I, Waters. And then the Peacock Angel. And then through that channeling, it was the um, Yazata. Why is this important? We have been, or at least I have been, working with very high vibrational energy to expose what has been hidden, all the secret fuckery, you know. Uh, When I first started doing my channelings, I would drop hidden gems and I would call them out as hidden gems. And then other individuals, very limited few, started calling out message. And um, I started paying attention and I work with karma. I don't work with craft. Okay. I'm going to repeat that. I work with karma. I don't touch craft. I give any and every problem I have to the divine. I don't act on it myself. I'll step into high vibrational state of being and I will pour my emotions into the divine. Um, I am called an emotional Jew because I don't give people the reactions that they want. I don't show them my emotions as they want. Um, instead, I digest the situation and I give it to the divine. And because I do that so faithfully, as much as possible, I'm favored. I don't have a God complex. I'm not demonic. I'm not a fraud. Um, I'm none of those things, okay? So Dirt Woman was beautiful, by the way. Um, And I'm going to just briefly read, same book, Dirt Woman Stalks People's Dreams. She is primeval, primeval, I'm sorry. She probably does not speak, although she may make sounds. She probably means no harm, but she is so primadoral that her presence can be frightening and overwhelming. She appears in uh, discussion, but rarely does she show up in any mythology because the dirt woman, dirt woman is so old, she has no myth, which is untrue. Uh, dirt woman is uh, the spirit of earth among the earliest goddesses, not earth herself, but something that emerged from Earth, an avatar of Earth. Thus, in Greek mythology, Gaia 
is sacred. Modern mythology books feature illustrations of spirits of earth dressed in beautiful clean gowns with elegant jewels and perfectly coiffed hair. Dirt woman looks like mud, right? It looks like mud took the form of a woman and started walking. One version of the biblical story of creation says that man and woman were formed together from the earth. The first woman is thought to be dirt woman, the earliest, most predominant origins of the goddess Kali. They claim the goddess Kali may lie in the manifestations of dirt woman. Okay. The appearance of dirt woman signals the beginning of psychic or spiritual journey you must take. She may appear if you are consciously or subconsciously resisting a spiritual calling. Modern Nisidis, uh, I'm sorry, don't know that word, mean nothing. Nisidis mean nothing to dirt woman. She only comprehends and values primeval emotional action and human skills, including divination. She can be a fierce guardian and may be invoked to help you guard your children. The figure of the dream stalking first slayer in the television series Buffy the Vampire Slayer resembles what we would call Dirt Woman. Here's the part that is beautiful to me. So she appears in dreams and visions. Sometimes people describe seeing her in the form of the corner of their eye. Although when they turn to face her, she has vanished. Do not approach spirit when they appear to you. Every time I have seen a physical manifestation of spirit going all the way back to when I was a child, I have never been able to unfreeze my frozen body and approach them. And I've always kicked myself in the ass for not doing it, not fighting it. And the other day I was told, don't you dare. <laughs> Let them show themselves to you, but do not approach them. Do not engage. I was reminded of this two days ago, and it's funny that it says it here. So she vanishes before you can make eye contact with her. Dirt woman stalks silently like a leopard. This is wrong. She stalks silently like a jaguar. And sometimes appears with the feline spots on her body possibly painted on them. Black panther. Jaguar. Not leopard. Jaguar. The animal thought... The animal that author Bruce Chatwin described as humanity's primeval predator. She sometimes manifests briefly in person. Encounters with her are often emotionally harrowing. Dirt woman may be invoked via visualization and divination, especially when someone is scrying. She is afraid of nothing and can banish all demons. What are the other goddesses that have been arising and what do they do? Where are they focused? So the manifestations of dirt woman 
right, is uh, skin coated with dirt or mud. She may be any color, including brown, dull, green, or ghostly chalk white. She may be naked. She may be draped with mud, covered in animal skin. She might wear teeth, shells, or pebbles. And her teeth may be very large. You can associate Gaia, Kali, Lilith, Pandora, and Rhea with this spirit. But they're not the same. Not completely. The Gidis, Gidis, if I'm saying it right, are a category of Haitian voodoo spirits. They may be a subdivision of the Iwa, or they may be their very own category. They are their very own category. A parallel class of spirits, very valid. They are wild, rambunctious spirits, not easily categorized or pigeonholed. They are mediating spirits, mediating mediumship. The Gidis mediate between Rada and the Petro Pantheons. They negotiate between the realms of death and life. What are the other goddesses that have been showing up for us? What is going on with the woman's right to choose? No, I'm not a feminist. I do not associate myself with anything physical. I remain transparent in all dealings um, and I reflect how I am asked to. The Gidis are spirits and guardians of the dead. They may be dead souls, but not all of them are. Everybody's a dead soul when you're not physically manifested, right? The dead reside in a cemetery, but so do liminal spirits who straddle the frontier between life and death. They belong to this category, right? So here's the best part. They are sacred clowns from beyond the grave, spiritual caretakers of the cemetery. <laughs> what is a sacred clown? They're also known as Hayoka empaths. So isn't that amazing? The Hayoka empaths who have already said are not just indigenous people. They can come from any pantheon, any religion, any place of origin. It is the level of their soul. It is their soul's DNA. It's their ancestry of their soul not the physical body. So these Gidas or Guides are also known as sacred clowns. And they come up because this came immediately after Dirt Woman. They are of the earth, right? Heyoka, sacred clown, one with the earth, not the earth, but one with it. So in Haitian voodoo, barons and gidas share the cemetery, but they are two different pantheons. Although they share much in common, interact, and often appear together, they are not exactly the same. The barons are the spirits of death, death itself, the transformation. The gidis or gidas are spirits of the dead. They represent the dead, the actual dead, not the transformation. So they may be the spirits, um, the children of the Gidi, Gide, the original inhabitants of the uh, Abomini Plateau, right? Domini, Domi, 
sorry if I don't know these words. I am not lying when I say I do not mess with religion. My teachings have to come from internal and I learn the physical associations as I go. I don't care how foolish and stupid I sound to you people. I'm not here for you. I'm here to deliver messages that actually come through. Um, so if I sound ignorant, I'm okay with that. I don't care if I'm God's favorite idiot. I don't care if I sound like a clown. I'm playing my role the way that I am instructed to internally, not from external influences imposed upon me, but from my ancestors. So uh, moving forward, their associations with the cemetery are originally intended to weaken and humiliate them, but instead had the result of making them feared as their magical powers were suspected of being increased. What did I say the other day with that movie, Infinity? Infinite? Infinity, right? Every time you go through something painful, anything that's meant to destroy you or break you helps you ascend, right? Dark night of the soul. You go through darkness. It is meant to challenge you to rise above the current comfort zone and force you into your calling, okay? So these, this, these spirits, okay, they were forced so after the Fawn conquest, they were forced to become a cast of grave diggers, but were eventually sold into slavery in mass, masse, as their presence made the Fawn nervous, not only for political reasons, but because of their alleged great magic powers. And again, their association with the cemetery originally intended to weaken and humiliate them. Instead, the result was to increase their abilities. Right? So the Gedivi ancestors were incorporated into the Fawn Pantheon as Lords of Earth. So they are the spirits of death and life, right? Masters of the libido. They preside over the start and conclusion of life. They are beyond social taboos. They have the freedom of those who have lost everything. What did I say in my other recording? I don't care what you try to do to me. I'm going to swim no matter how many times you try to drown me. I use your methods of weighing me down and I transmute it. I use it and I transmute it into high vibrational energy to pick me up into a higher ascended level. I use your fuckery for building blocks to my foundation. I can't be broken. You can bend me, but you're never going to break me. So they say and do anything they please, right? Because they have the freedom of those who have lost everything. What did I say in the other recording? I've been stripped of everything hundreds of fucking times. I don't care. I will get it all back again. And I will get it back even better than what I was going to originally have it. They are, they are spirits who mock sanctimony and enjoy exposing the hypocritical and prim. They enjoy sex, ribaldry, and obscenities. During ritual possession, they like to reveal the secrets. The more embarrassing, the better. 
I'm a Hayoka empath. People say I offend them. I ruffle feathers everywhere I fucking go. And I don't mean to be offensive to people, but if I come off offensive, good. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a sacred clown, as a Hayoka empath, as a high vibrational being. I'm still human. I'm still a person. I'm still an individual. But I radiate different energy. So if you can get them to answer a question for you, they will tell you the truth. Tricksters and social, uh, whatever. They are also known to be powerful healers, especially on behalf of children. Their specialty is terminal illnesses. Appeal to them if a child is at death's door. I specifically ask them to go to St. Jude's and spread their energy in St. Jude's Hospital because it fucking devastates me to see those commercials on YouTube. These beautiful babies. So they are also invoked for fertility, right? So although they tend to be involved with big issues of life and death, they will help with money or material needs if a child's welfare is at stake. So if you're attacking someone and their ability to provide for their children, these mofos are going to show up. They're countless. They are countless with more joining their number all the time. They tend to travel in packs. Some are famous. Most are anonymous, right? Especially when you're working in the spirit realm and you astral travel while you're supposed to be sleeping. And you can remember being in places of catastrophe, trying to reduce the damage to the best of your ability, although you cannot. People have free will. So those without proper funerals, lacking descendants to honor them, typically will add to their numbers, okay? They are synchronized to the Saint Gerard because of his attributes with the skull and because of his associations with pregnancy. Their colors are purple and black. November 2nd, All Souls Day. And they live at Crossroads. Hmm, Ilegua? What? Um, as well as in the cemetery. Who's been playing with cemetery dirt? Who's been doing graveyard magic on me? And a lot of other high vibrational beings? By the way, coincidentally, I woke up today and I'm wearing black and purple. Didn't even know. Didn't even know. You just do what you're told to do, right? Walk down the aisle in the store and you're guided to buy nuts. You don't really question it, even though you don't really buy those types of nuts. You just grab them and you use them anyway. When you're getting dressed, you don't really question why you're grabbing what they tell you to grab. I follow colors. Colors are very significant to me. I was calling them out in my readings before, but when I realized how much craft was being done on me because of how much information I was given, I stopped. And then I just send them out energetically. And if you're on my vibration, you're picking up what colors are relevant. And if you're not, then you're not. So the next god, gods, spirits, was my uh, mommy waters. Now, please remember, I, I think it was last Halloween, did the channeling on one of my ancestors who we call Medusa. And I let you guys know, Medusa isn't necessarily walking around with a shit ton of snakes. She was getting attacked because of her beauty, her knowledge, and her purity. Not just spiritually attacked, but physically attacked. And hating ass, low vibe karmics 
attacked her out of jealousy, out of anger. Instead of them trying to focus on their level up, they decided to attack her, to fuck with her life because it's just easier to go after somebody so divine than to boss the fuck up in your own life. So, Mummy Waters, the queen who lives in the waters, the mother of the waters, the more than beautiful woman, the crocodile woman, the laughing water goddess, okay? She is originally from West and Central Coastal Africa. Where did I say God's land was rising? What? Somewhere between Africa, Australia, and Afghanistan on the Indian Oceans. Sacred clown, Hayoka empath. Where does the word Hayoka originate from? So this complex, volatile spirit brings joy. How many readers have been channeling the word joy lately? Wealth, ecstasy, success, and prosperity, spiritual beauty, I'm so impressed, uh, to her devotees. She causes and cures infertility, impotence, and various illnesses, especially chronic fatigue and venereal diseases. She bestows health, beauty, and musical prowess. She's known as the snake charmer, most commonly um, you know, associated with it, right? She's also identified with Luana, Martha, the dominator. What did I say the other day? Went into the uh, 21 Divisions Botanica in Providence. Dealing with my daughter. Felt guided. Let me stop in and kind of get some clarity so I'm not an asshole mother. And I can kind of pull myself back and try to see this as a teenage girl who thinks she's in love. And what did he say? Santa Marta. Is on the side of you. And what did I say? No, that's my aunt. And yes, her name is Martha. And yes, she was physically living here. And she has since deceased. No, no, no. That's Santa Martha. <laughs> Martha the Dominator. Okay. So, Mommy Waters is also identified with Martha. And various boreal spirits. In Haiti, the central snake charmer is identified as the Iwa Rin. And I can't say the rest of that. But it's also known as the Queen of Works. The big snake entwined around her is the Damala, and the smaller inset image is uh, Ilya Wailu. Mommy Water's snake goddess emerged from her home in a lake to become the most successful traditional African deity. Who is Yamoja? What? Who is Oshun? Um... <laughs> Mummy Waters is more popular now than ever. 15 years ago, she was barely known outside of Africa. Now she's venerated worldwide, right? So where's the best part? Where's the best part? Where do you want me to skip to? The image portrays a beautiful dark-skinned woman. Dirt woman? Kali? Graveyard magic? What? So she is this beautiful, dark-skinned woman with long, thick hair dressed in a snake charmer, dressed as a snake charmer. She holds one large snake, another twines around her because her whole body is not shown. The image terminates beneath her hips. Yamoya? Electric eels? What? A smaller inset image depicts what may be the same woman, same costume, different hairdo, playing a double flute and charming the snakes. Mommy Waters is characterized by Joy de Vivere, but is also described as emotionally remote. Emotional to what? I don't know. 
I'm, I'm trying to be patient because despite everything beautiful going on right now, we still have people trying really hard to conjure up some darkness, which defeats the reason why all these, div, div, uh, these divine beings are um, manifesting physically. So she is a living spirit, meaning that she sometimes manifests as a flesh and blood woman physically not just in dreams or visions not just in dreams or visions wait a minute who is the giddies who is dirt woman i don't know many people describe actual physical encounters with her whether on a city street or by a stream or river she has sex with those who appeal to her although mommy also frequently manifests as a mermaid wait she manifests as a mermaid, so Yamoja? I don't know. In urban areas, she may appear as a stylish young woman so beautiful that she draws gasps. She stops traffic. She turns people's heads, kind of like deer on the side of the road. If bejeweled, her gold, Hoshun, is blinding in its brilliance. Her hair is long and wonderful. Her skin may be literally white like chalk. Kind of like a corpse that's been in the water for a long time. Or she may be a very fair-skinned black woman. Sounds better. Because of her skin color, some anthropologists consider Mummy Waters a European importation suggesting that she was inspired by ship figured in the form of mermaids. However, her devotees never consider her Caucasian. She is envisioned covered by or embodying the essence of the white clay or chalk traditionally used to deline uh, delineate death or to demarcate sacred or forbidden territory. Kind of like a dead body that's been sitting in the water. She heals impotence. Impotence? But if she is really liking a guy, she may permit him to be potent with her alone. Thus cutting him off sexually from the human community. Meaning, if you're intimate with me, do not touch another person. Period. Ancestors will fuck shit up. She may permit him to, I'm sorry, she may permit him to be potent with her alone, thus cutting him off sexually from the human community. The men she most adores typically devote themselves exclusively to her, sacrificing other romantic or sexual ties. Meaning, you cannot be a fuckboy to entertain a descendant of this divine being who's also in alignment with Kali, Yamoya the true essence of what it means to be a divine feminine. We do not like men who sleep around. We are not into swinging. We're not into orgies. Um, we don't strip on a pole. And I'm not disrespecting you. I'm being blunt and straightforward with you. The man she most adores typically devotes themselves exclusively to her sacrificing other romantic or sexual ties they achieve positions of tremendous wealth and power thanks to mummy waters but in true fairy tale fashion must keep their relationship with her secret or their good fortune will evaporate meaning 
if you fucking have the blessing to encounter a descendant of these master divine feminine beings and you talk about your intimacy with this person you share personal intimate details without permission you will lose your fortune you will have very bad fortune because the divine feminine is sacred their bodies are sacred they are not out in clubs popping twerking drinking getting all crazy they're in the house minding their business tapping into ancestral wisdom and doing their best to get through living a human life while being impacted by low vibrational toxic bitches who don't want to vibrate in high, um, don't want to vibrate high and fix their own life. When they see things that are triggers, instead of fixing things within themselves, they attack. So although now frequently portrayed as a classic mermaid with a fishtail, Mummy Waters was originally a snake goddess. Her lower half is a serpentine. Her iconic image usually featured as a snake somewhere in the picture. Now I'm going to call this out. Medusa, when I channeled her, when she came to me, uh, the hissing was the HZ frequency noise. It was the frequencies from the different realms of the different levels and layers of her ancestry who got tired of seeing their descendant being fucked with in the physical realm. Doesn't matter who was doing the fuckery. How dare you fuck with my descendant? So they got so fed up with the fuckery that they decided to come in close. They decided to um, push her through that ascension, right? You use your pain to level the fuck up. So what she did was she allowed herself to connect and give into her ancestry, becoming one with her higher self, which is the ultimate key to true divine union. You're not coming into union with another divine being if you are not in union with self. Okay? So Medusa, who gets attacked and messed with, taps in with her ancestors. She gives her pain to them and they hear her because she's loud. The more pain, the, the more you're heard, okay? And her ancestors just come through that solar plexus and they branch out. And the hissing from the different frequencies, different vibrational levels sounds like snakes. Water, conductor for energy. Eels, mermaids, okay? When you're not in water, they improvise. How do we get close? How do we illuminate? How do we defend? Bison. Bison. Don't come too close. You'll get fucked up. If you come here with negative, bad intentions, negative, bad intentions is going to meet you before you touch the door. And if you're able to pass through that door and cross that threshold, you better know consequences are going to match the level of energy that was allowed and they only allow certain things to unfold so they can kick your ass royally energetically with karma to teach you not to do it anymore and if you're brave brazen and decide that you don't give a fuck and you're going to keep it going they're eventually not going to give a fuck and they're going to match your vibration because when you're dealing with high vibrational energy 
they don't see things like everybody else, right? I said in another recording, I stay in gray light. I fucks with the gray, not the gray aliens. Platinum, platinum energy, 12D platinum shielding. YouTube that shit. That's not demonic. That's cosmic. Cosmic consciousness. Universal knowledge. Right? So, Medusa getting attacked left and right, not just physically, but energetically, uses her pain to call out to her ancestors in silent prayer, spiritual solitude, and becomes one. Her ancestors are now surrounding her energetically. The heads of the snakes are the heads of the orbs. The energetic connection would be the body of the snake, right? The color of the orb, the path of their energy. They swarm, right? You see how orbs fly, uh, orbs fly around? So when people come at you, these snake-like things come out. We're going to fuck you up before you get through the door. And if we allow you to get through the door, you better know that there's something bigger in store. I'd rather have the ass kicking out the door than get through the door and not know what's in store. So she may be accompanied by pythons that wrap themselves around her. She may be wearing an extremely expensive uh, watch. Oh my God, I totally get it. The other day I was watching something and this chick had a huge watch and it was just fucking gorgeous. And I was like, I want one. Um, if she has a cell phone, it would be the most expensive model, right? She's just known to uh, also be around or be known for the sound of merry laughter, solstice energy, merry laughter, Christmas, Christmas vibes, solstice energy. What are we in? Summer solstice? Yeah, let's keep fucking around. Sure. So um, you can keep looking her up, right? Traditionally, traditionally, Mummy Waters does not drink alcoholic beverages, but she'll accept a soft drink. Her favorite is lemonade. She likes tropical fruit and exotic, luxurious food. She enjoys perfume. Sunglasses, expensive ones. I don't know. She likes toys, especially Barbies or other fashion type dolls. Love it. So after her, I got called over to the Peacock Angel, King of the World, Creator's Angel, also known as Malak Toss. I hope it Malik Toss. I'm sorry. Her origin is Yazidi. Uh, the Peacock Angel is the primary deity of Yazidism. I hope I said that right. The religion of the Yazidi people. People of the angels. They're ethnic Kurds who live in the mountains of what is now northern Iraq. How far is that from Afghanistan? How far is that from Indian Ocean? Because Islam perceives them as oh, devil worshippers. They are terrorized and prosecuted. How many of you... I've been calling me a demon, 
I do the work of the demons. <laughs> That's so fucked up. So they're often terrorized and persecuted. Persecuted. Often terrorized. What happened to me in the city of Fall River? I wasn't allowed to have a business. I was forced to apply for a business license that my business technically didn't require. I had government officials lying, saying I was dangerous to do business in public. I allegedly threatened to throw somebody in a meat grinder, and then they changed their story to a meat locker. And then they kept changing their story and their timeline because there was nothing but inconsistencies in the things that they were saying. So often terrorized and persecuted, the most infamous example occurred on the 14th of August in 2007 when a suicide bomber targeted and killed at least 400 Yazidis. Yazidism is a complex religion with what appear to be shamanic, Sufi, Gnostic, and Jewish, Mandian, Zoroastrian, and pre-Zoroastrian influences. This doesn't surprise, this does not surprise the Yazidis as they perceive that they possess Earth's oldest religion. The primeval, primeval faith. Wait, what were the other ones talking about? Mummy waters? <sighs> By living in isolation in the mountains, they were able to maintain their ancient religion, although it is now heavily influenced by Islam, which surrounds them. They are monotheistic. There is one supreme creator who created seven angels. Come on, come on. Seven African powers, Yamaja, what? So they believe that there is one creator who created seven angels, one for each of the seven days of creation, seven days of the week, seven soul rays. The peacock angel was first. In addition, the peacock angel emerged as an immense emanation from the formless supreme creator the peacock angel and the supreme creator's vehicle to create and administer the world the creator then produced six other angels to help the peacock angel they correspond to the seven archangels and the seven colors of the rainbow these six angels i'm not going into it you can research it um Yezidism. Yezidism was originated by the 12th century Sufi master, although it is much older. He allegedly received their holy book directly from the peacock angel. Wow. So when the peacock angel descended into the physical dimension, regardless if it was 3D, 5D, what? The physical the colors of the rainbow took the form of a peacock, which flew around the world, blessing every spot until landing in the Lalish, now in modern Iraq. What did I say the other day? If you're truly a high vibrational person, your instant reaction is to send people white light and healing. You hear sirens. It doesn't matter how far away or what the frick is going on or what you're doing. You stop and you surround that energy in high vibrational and you give out prayers regardless of who's doing what and what happened to them for what they're doing. That is a human life. You pray for everyone. 
you pray for the first responders, you pray for the criminal, and you pray for the victim. You put light. How do I resolve this sooner than later? How do we heal this situation completely for all persons involved, if possible? Thank you. The peacock angel is responsible for Earth's beauty, especially flora and fauna. He is the protector and teacher of humanity, although he lives in a different dimension. Someday, wow, someday in an apocalyptic time of great danger, he will return. Who's acting like the big boy over there? trying to conquer other people, violating their fucking free will, saying they're saving Ukrainian people, when in all actuality, he's destroying them, killing them, trying to conquer them, destroy them, right? Shooting missiles into a day school's playground or playroom while students are still in attendance. Bombing a hospital with babies, pregnant women, and children. So someday in an apocalypse, uh, apocalyptic time of great danger he will return probably as a peacock or a rainbow in the meantime he is everywhere all the time and so devotees can always call upon his help <sighs> you know this part is so valid ready Six of seven angels, okay, he seemingly rescinded this order, directing the angels to prostrate themselves before a new creation. So at creation, the creator ordered the seven angels never to bow down before anyone but him. The supreme creator, the creator of all things, the highest of all high regardless of his title, her title, whatever you want to slap on it, the supreme being, that bright white platinum energy that creates everything. Because without the light, there is no life, right? You know, so photosynthesis, the sun, what does it do for us? He said to his seven, you do not bow down to anyone but me. I don't worship gods. I don't worship deities. I don't worship anybody. When I was going through my ascension process, they all would stop me. You don't bow to us in prayer. You don't look up to us. You look to us. We are equal. When you are ascending, when you are doing the work, when you are bossing the fuck up, when you are the earth angel you claim to be, you don't look at them like they're above you. You look at them like they're on the same level as you. Because they're not the supreme. There's one. So you don't bow down to no one who's beneath the supreme. Because they're here to help you. They're here to guide you. They're here to help you get up. What did I say the other day? When you're going through ascension, you'll typically go through the darkest of all dark things. So when you cross paths with the people you're meant to cross paths with, you can be on the side of them and help them ascend. Get them up, right? You have to be there side by side, look them in the eyes and help them vibrate higher, not look down on them. I'm not judgmental and I'm not abusive, but at the same time, I want to know why. Why do you think this way? Why do you act this way? Why are you challenging this? Okay, so 
At creation, the creator ordered the seven angels never to bow down before anyone but him. When Adam was created, who, what, what, Adam? When Adam was created, he seemingly rescinded this order, directing the angels to prostrate themselves before a new creation. Six of these seven angels obeyed. There are two ways of looking at this. It was a test. Something like when Abraham was ordered to sacrifice Isaac or like Job, Job's angel-inspired persecution. The peacock angel may have failed or alternatively may have been the only angel to pass. What are you talking about? There's one creator and my creator said never to bow down to anyone but my creator. Who are you on the side of God? The God. What? The peacock angel defied the creator and was punished. Cast into the abyss, he repented and wept so grievously that his tears extinguished the fires of the inferno. What happened to Jesus? Jesus wept, right? For us, died on a cross for us. God puts his children into hell not to destroy but to help them ascend to help them grow to help them change to help them transform to help them come out of that comfort zone to be the light around others where there is none so the peacock angel may have cried for seven thousand years the all-merciful creator forgave the peacock angel who was reinstated as chief angel the peacock angel now supervises the world on behalf of the creator the peacock angel is a title, right? Sacred clown, Hayoka empath, Yamoja. It's a title. It is a fucking title, not a name. It is a direct translation of Malik Toth's, which translate as the peacock angel or the peacock king. The names of the assisting angels are that we are familiar with are Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. So who is the peacock angel? The peacock angel is the most identified as... Nah, yeah. Yazidis are labeled devil worshippers because Muslim neighbors consider the peacock angel to be the devil. The Yazidis do not agree. Their religion does not possess the same concepts of the devil, hell, or sin as Islam does. Instead, the peacock angel is the savior and ruler of the universe, made even more compassionate by the time spent in the abyss. You get humble, the dark night of the soul. So you can keep reading on um, on your own time. But after that, I got guided to go check out the Yazata, right? Yazata is frequently translated to angel, but it literally means adorable one or one who should be adored. Yazata derived from the earliest documented era of Iranian religion and culture. They are guardians of planets and celestial bodies. What is a planet? It's a celestial body. They are guardians of planets and celestial bodies. The name of Yazidi religion may or may not be related to the word Yazata. See also Anita and Peacock Angel. And what comes next? Yay, the holy people. What comes next? Yamaya, Holy Queen C. I'm talking a lot of shit to you guys for a reason. Okay. You know, the other day, I was like, 
one thing I tell my daughter, if you ever get jumped, you just focus on the one. Don't worry about what else is going on. Focus on that one. When you are energetically attacked by 50 freaking people and everybody that they're affiliated with because we're taking this bitch down, you focus on the one, the supreme being, the highest of all high. You give all that energy to the divine and you allow the divine to step in and take over and handle shit for you. You focus on the one. The other day, 4th of July, 3.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, there was a holy union. And I mean, it was holy. And I'm still digesting what all of that meant because it was so powerful and beautiful and sacred and intimate in ways that I'm still trying to comprehend. But one thing I do understand is when you are a divine being and you are done with the fuck shit and you are healing and you are accepting and giving everything to the one, the supreme being, it's almost like sonar. You literally send your energy out to the highest being out there that can pick up your vibration and handle it without wanting to entertain other women one who's ready for a true marriage of alchemy one who is willing to receive extreme abundance by being in union with a descendant of mummy waters who will not brag and talk shit about their dealings with that being because they understand that's disrespect you honor cherish and obey your partner you don't bring hoe bags, flea bags, scumbags into the mix. And if you're confused or you don't know what's going on around you, you give it to God, the God, the highest of all high supreme beings. Um, So, um, still mouth woman originated in Japan. They don't know how long she's been uh, wandering the sheets of Japan. Japan. Oh my God, what is the point and why is she here? Um, in life, this very beautiful woman was a jealous samurai's wife, consort or concubine, doubting her fidelity, whether or not with any justification, he reacted violently, slitting her mouth from ear to ear and taunting her with the words, who will think you're beautiful now? I need like five minutes. I'm almost done. One second. Sorry about that. So, like I said, I'm a mom always before I'm anything else. And if my child or children come to the door, I am always going to interrupt a recording, regardless if it's with the client or not, um, because I am a mom before I am a channeler. Eh, it goes hand in hand. So, I'm going to end this. 
and I think it's important that I'm bringing this up so you understand. There's layers and levels to all this shit. And the more time goes by, the higher the vibrational state of the planet is going to be. I don't care if you don't have faith or believe in me. Um, the earth plates are shifting. Yellowstone. Supervolcano. It's dormant. On the other side of it is the Indian Ocean between Africa, Australia, Afghanistan. Earth plates are shifting. Ocean floors are rising. We just saw a real earthquake. It's going to shake things up. The opposite side of the world in that same area, overall area, that triangle, that space, is Yellowstone Park. It's this area where I'm located, right? Depending. Got to zoom out a little bit, but it's all within the same vicinity of each other, right? Holy trend. Three points. Earth plates are shifting. Ocean floors are rising. Those ice things are melting. Somehow, some way, I said, the earth is going to absorb all this water. The mantle is going to cool down. Earth floors, ocean floors, they're rising. These goddesses are speaking up. You're using holy times to play with people's reproductive systems so they can't have babies with the appropriate person. Or the divine is literally interjecting itself and saying, you're not allowed to get pregnant by that person because that's not the person you're supposed to have this child with. And no matter how hard you try to stay in union with that person, we're going to pull you the fuck out of your comfort zone and force you to level the fuck up. So if you are staying with someone and they all of a sudden become aggressive and violent, or maybe they've been this way this whole time and all of a sudden they realize who you are and they want to be your everything. Now all of a sudden they're ready to settle down with you. Now all of a sudden they're dropping all their fucking hoes and side bitches and you are their empress when in all actuality that should have been the case at jump. Um, the more you unfold, the more time goes by, the higher you're going to ascend, the less you're going to give a fuck about anything that's physical, right? So it's like, if you are telling me I qualify for this mortgage at this amount of money and you think I'm going to get desperate and jump into any fucking house because that's what you're telling me, I'm going to sit there and be like, wow, I'll just keep working on my credit until my numbers get up higher and I can afford a better house that is deserving of me. My home, my first home, is going to be a reflection of me, not you, not what you say. And you're not going to force me to leave my area because you say so. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work out that way. And you're not going to put me in a situation of any kind that is not in alignment with where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing at that present moment. It's not going to work that way. The fuck shit has to stop. This is real. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care if you don't like the messenger. No, I'm not white. I do have European. But I'm more African than I am European. I'm more African than I am Puerto Rican. I'm more African than anything. Do I look black? 
Do I look like mud? No. Kind of look a little Caucasian, a little Puerto Rican, a little European, right? More African than I am Scandinavian, more African than I am Italian, more African than I am Japanese. I'm more African than anything. Do I look like I'm African? Do these goddesses, these saints, these divinities, whatever title you want to give them, these celestial beings, because if you Google what a god does, how a god functions, how fast they can be there, how they respond, and then you do that for aliens and celestials and angels, it's kind of all the same fuckery, right? Mystery, mystic, mysterios, 21 divisions. Santa Marta. I literally just open the book and read what I'm told. And I'll put tabs so I don't lose my place because I do forget because I'm channeling. But I don't go and research these gods and then call on them and record. <laughs> no, I do as I'm guided to. I don't go looking for it. I let it come. And... I can tell you right now, they're done being nice. They're done being patient. God's land is going to rise. And if it rises sooner than what it's supposed to, because it feels like it has to, it feels like it's being rushed because of the catastrophic events that are unfolding, i.e. Vladimir Putin, please don't give that man to him. That's a no-brainer. Like, you'd have to be fucking dumb if you really think your best move is to trade. Yes, I want our citizens home. But not, not, no. You don't know what he's going to do when he gets that man. You don't know. That man has knowledge that Putin can't get to right now. You know, he's an arms dealer. Weapons. He's got them hidden. He's got access codes. He's got shit that Putin needs to unleash fucking havoc. No! Are you fucking nuts? Do not trade that guy. No! This is a strategically planned event. Let me steal this one. Let me take that one. He's been playing chess with us since before Trump became office. They've been playing chess with us. So many years, Homer Simpson, one day I'm going to be president as he's going down a motherfucking escalator. They've been playing games with us, giving United States citizens information as to what phase of the plan is now unfolding through television, through comedy, through writing, through all this fuck shit. So it goes undetected. You think Russia doesn't have people living here in the United States walking around as God-loving, God-fearing, natural-born citizens years after years after years living in the United States. Oh, my great-grandfather came here. Oh, my great-great-great-great-grandfather came here. I'm not even Russian. What are you talking about? I'm fucking black. I'm not even this. I'm this religion. I'm like, you, come on. You'd have to be crazy if you think giving that man to Mr. Putin it would be a, a, a win you would be burying us and signing our death certificates in advance because he will give Putin access to weaponry access to codes that he needs 
and access to literally annihilate NATO and us. He wants the United States. You are not telling me that. So he wants this. He wants to come to the United States. He wants, he wants his player, you know? Oh shit. My mom left the, the, the Rolls Royce in the driveway, but I can't find the fucking keys. I don't have the key code to get behind the wheel and do my fuck shit. Don't give him that guy. There's other ways to getting around this. Don't give him that guy. That guy is his key. That guy is literally what he needs. I'm not saying he can't unleash havoc on us now. I'm just saying that guy is key to everything he wants to see. Keep him here under lock and key. Actually amp up that motherfucking security because Mr. Putin has had people here way before Mr. Putin was in fucking control. This is generational shit. This is generations, eras, years, decades of work that that country has been planning. But I'm crazy. I'm demonic. I'm all these fucked up shits. I'm the fucking biggest idiot that is loved by God, apparently. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just an asshole and I deserve the fuck shit. Maybe I deserve having people attack me left and right with witchcraft and then going online acting like they are the shit. It doesn't matter. Oh, also about the divine union. Shit was beautiful, by the way. Absolutely fucking incredible. And I'm still learning what all of that means because I'm kind of curious. Like if you're in divine union, are you automatically to become physically in union with that person or... Does the divine union just amplify both of your um, energetic abilities and you don't step into union physically? Like, I'm waiting for that information to come forward. I'm hearing yes. Um, Yes and no. So I guess it's like a choice. It's not a choice. When you step into divine union, eventually the, the physical union is going to take place. Yes. So I'm waiting because I know who my person is and um <laughs> watch. I'm waiting. I'm I'm waiting. I'm watching. I'm waiting. Uh I'm looking for synchronized information and I'm not saying who I went into union with because I'm still fucking blown the fuck away and I'm waiting to see if that person experienced the same thing and if so, did it fucking take your breath away? Uh I <laughs> I know it did. So either way, I'm going to disconnect this because I'm totally ranting about shit that is irrelevant to the average individual. And no, these gods and goddesses, divinities, deities, orishas, um, supreme being, the supreme being, white, platinum, platinum energy, native ancestry regardless of your place of origin because with them they don't they don't care what your skin color is they don't care what part of the world you came from they don't care uh what religion you follow they don't care your spiritual beliefs they don't pantheons none of that shit matters 
that's a physical realm thing. You guys are the ones who need titles and labels and uh, hierarchies. They're about, let's just get shit done. Let's just restore balance. Let's just fix this fuckery that they've created for themselves before they destroy themselves. And if we can't help it, then oh well, life will start all over again. Maybe the next set of people will actually have some common sense. Maybe not. Who knows? Who gives a shit at this point? It's bigger than that. They don't care about any of that stuff. I just read one of the goddesses are going to wear the biggest watch. They're going to have the makeup on and play that part. Because the average human being is so superficial, they blend in. So they can be accepted. They can be respected and not dissected. Does that make sense? Ocean floors are rising. Ice is melting. Earth is absorbing. The mantle is going to cool down. Ocean floors are rising. God's land is going to be on the surface of the ocean. Isunami no Mikoto. Pantheons are coming together because they're realizing that these divine beings don't care about that stuff. They care about you being in union with your highest of all high. They care about you doing the right thing by all individuals involved, regardless if they deserve it or not. The other day, I was sitting outside smoking a sativa stick to chill my vibe. Because I know when I'm being attacked and I know when I'm not. I know when I'm being hated on. I know when the crap's hitting my kid. If I can't get to that bitch, I'll get to her daughter. If I can't get to her daughter, I'll let me fuck with her son. These goddesses are all about fertility. They're about children. They're about protecting these children. Seven days of blessings. This is supposed to be a holy time. Not a time for fuckery. It's 111. I love it. I'm going to let you guys go, but I want you to just understand something. Um, God is not fem just feminine or masculine god is both there's no gender there's no gender it's energy energy is fluid there's no gender okay um i'm a woman physically but make no mistake i know how to boss the fuck up and show my masculinity right i think i've proven that right over and over again but i also have a soft side to me too right i'm still just a feminine I'm still just a female, but I can embody masculine energy just the same. These gods are balanced between masculine and feminine. And I know I kind of skimmed through that original lesson of the next evolution of the human race or the human beings would be to have both genders in one physical body because you are completely balanced hormonal-wise and you are one. So when you have a child, right, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, you need the adults to be completely balanced with their hormones. So that way, when they come into union and they're growing that fetus, which is uh, the two sets of DNA and hormones blending and weaving together a physical body, which is why right down the middle of your face, left side feminine, right side masculine, they never look exactly the same. 
one side your mom, one side your dad, right? Even if it's not the immediate generation, it might skip and go up to your grandfather. Well, this side of my face, I'm all my mom's father. This side of my face, I'm all my dad's mom. You know, it can be crazy. You don't know. It matters at the time of creation. These gods are not men nor women. They're non-gender. They embody whatever they need to embody at that current moment. Same way you don't talk to a child the way you talk to a grown-ass person, vice versa. These gods talk to us based on what and how they feel we can relate and understand. So they appear in various, um, various manifestations based on our comprehension, based on our ascension level based on our ancestry, based on what we were able to tap into. Don't approach them is what I keep hearing. Do not approach them. Don't. It's not to be disrespectful. It's not to scare the shit out of you. They've been fucked with by us. They don't know how to perceive us necessarily. And they're going to match your vibration. So if you're approaching them, radiating a certain energy they're gonna come towards you radiating the same fucking energy you come at me hostile you better know cat feelings the feminine in me is popping in my tail's going up my back is going up i'm ready natural instincts they can feel your vibration right that divine union i said it was like sonar you, you, you vibrate so high, you're like, who the, who's out there that's vibrating like me? And then the energy finally comes back and it's nothing. Comes back and it's nothing. And oh shit, it comes back and it's someone. Well, now you're in divine union because you sought them. They received it. They reciprocated it. And it returned to you with their energy. And now you're one. Divine union. I don't know what all that shit means. I'm still comprehending it, but it's real. You know, it's it's like uh, if you, and I said a while ago, I'm like, you can have your soulmate, but if your soulmate's not bossing up or matching you, you're still going to get your mission done. You're still going to do what you came here to do. You're still going to get the same fucking blessings that you are supposed to receive. You're just going to get them different with different people. Because if they're not worthy of receiving those things, if they're not respecting you and the presence that you have, you, they will be replaced. There's many divine beings out here who are not in union because their person's not bossing the fuck up and leveling up and do what they need to do. Not the appropriate time or the appropriate way. I love that right there so the bottom line is boss up smile be happy love life radiate true genuine energy stop trying to attack divine feminines and divine beings and divine masculines divine beings being that person who is balanced between both feminine and masculine regardless of their physical origin or sex it doesn't matter who gets into union with who that's sacred that's private that's between them mind your freaking business and if you think it's you then say something and if you don't say something i don't know what it means to be in divine union i mean i kind of do but i'm still waiting for the physical proof right it's kind of fair game until you see the physical proof um 
not really but we'll see so i'm ending this because i'm ram 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 aries something about aries i'm gonna go native ancestry Egyptian ancestry, African ancestry, um, they're ruling our lives. We have free will, but we're abusing it by using it to be destructive in other people's right to quiet enjoyment and happiness, prosperity, and peace. Enough is enough with the fuckery right earlier today i saw that thing on the news about 60 rounds into a single soul's being who ran out of the car wearing a ski mask and had a gun on the on a seat meanwhile you have a gentleman of the opposite race who wreaked havoc in public shooting innocent lives up during a celebratory moment but yet he doesn't have 60 rounds in his single soul's being why do you think that happened the way that it happened? Do you think that it happened to show us that um, there is definitely an inequality going on here and enough is enough with the fuck shit? Or do you think it happened to show us that we stereotype and judge even though we're not supposed to be looking at external, but we're supposed to be internal, we're supposed to be unified. What is okay for one is, is okay for the other. And I'm sorry. But if you had a ski mask and you're shooting at me, I'm going to protect myself and my sisters and brothers and my kids. But that same energy should have been demonstrated at the 4th of July event. I'm not saying they're wrong for being on alert. Shots fired. He's wearing a ski mask. We don't know what the fuck is going on, right? That's kind of the energy that should have happened at that school. The same energy that should have happened at the 4th of July parade. If, if that is as dark and dangerous as you can be towards someone who's showing you that they are a threat. You should have that same energy towards everybody else regardless of their skin color, location, state, clothing, circumstance. We are United States of America, but we're only united through federal laws. We are divided individually based on our state. If you are a government official, you should be required to adhere to federal unity straight across the board, regardless of the state that you're in. So if your first reaction is to light a motherfucker up with 60 bullets in one state, Regardless of the skin color, that should be your first reaction in every other state, regardless of the skin color, right? Let's take the race away and own this shit. It's bigger than, it's bigger than that. Enough is enough with the fuck shit. It's bigger than that. And I'm going to call it right out like it is. These events are unfolding for a reason. It's to highlight your fuckery. What did I say? How many months and days ago? Those who are extremely toxic are going to be exposed. Kali, Gita's snake woman, snake charmer. 
and dirt woman, right? This energy is about fertility, protecting children, restoring balance, and so much more. It's about restoring balance on all levels, not just some. Okay. You're going to see this. I said Kali and Oya, seven African powers, seven soul rays, supreme being created, seven angels. I said, Kali painted everybody's mask gray and Oya put in that force, that, that wind, that motion. So people can do what they want to do physically and expose themselves for as toxic as they are. And they're doing this now because with more time, it's going to be worse, right? It's kind of like that time traveler shit where, oh my God, you end up conquering the world and killing people. So let me come and grab you at this point before you can get to that point. So that doesn't have to turn out that way. Kali painted your masks gray. Every karmic space is, is, is gray. There's no camouflage. People are seeing you for who the fuck you are. If the government is unbalanced, ununified, doing fuck shit, they're going to be exposed regardless of who they are. These two separate instances with two separate races happened very close to each other to demonstrate just how fucked up things are. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. If you're going to put 60 rounds into someone in an isolated situation, there's eight of you and one of them. You need 60 fucking rounds. If all of you were shooting off tasers, you would have brought that motherfucker to the ground without taking his life. And yet you spared a sick fuck around the same age. They, they look around the same age. You spared him. You let him keep his life. And he was taking lives. He wasn't running from somebody in a car trying to get the fuck away from you. I mean, what happened to, you know, not pursuing somebody in a high-speed chase because of the casualties and showing up at their door when they least expect it and detaining them? I mean, what was he doing that you had to open fire? What was he doing that you couldn't just fall back and see where he's going and when he comes to a stop, grab his ass? He wasn't aimlessly shooting out the car window at people. But yet he got 60 rounds and the other dude is just like, what? Oh my God, I'm so shocked that this toxic fuck behaved this way. His mind is that fucked up that he would do this. Kali painted the mask, right? Oya gave you the motion to do what you really want to do so people can see you for who you are before you can do real big fuck shit that can't be undone. This is an opportunity to find balance, restore balance, and get shit right. Don't give Russia that motherfucker. He holds codes and access to very dangerous things. You're worried about being able to defend us against this sick fuck. But then you're entertaining the idea of giving him his master key 
to the very weapons that he can use to annihilate me and you and everybody else. Make that make sense? If somebody needs a key to turn on the vehicle to take off and you don't want them to, wouldn't you just take the key from them and keep the key away from them? Or would you give them the key so they can risk drunk driving and take out a series of people that become casualties of war? Because he hasn't killed enough. I'm going to end this because I don't want to get into the politics. I fucking hate politics. But bottom line is you're a fool if you give him that man regardless of what's at stake. And it's not that I don't appreciate who he's holding captive over there. There's just got to be another way. And I kind of have an idea of what the other way is, but I'm afraid to say it out loud because I don't want to jinx it and I don't want to fuck shit up. But I hope to God I'm right. Especially with the two new NATO members. Like, holy shit, duh. That's fucking amazing. I've been saying duh for like the last, what, two weeks now? Somewhere around there, I keep getting that energy through. Yes, that's a power move right there. Let's grab some more motherfuckers bordering Russia and make them join. Not make them, but request that they join NATO. Now we're right up on your, we're, we're bumper to bumper. We're on the same borderline. We're, we're here face to face. We're here face to face. This is a chess game. This mother sucker literally pulled out a glass chessboard. And each time he makes a power move, he moves the power pieces on the chessboard. And that's how he sees who's winning and who's losing. That's how he's thinking, um... Methodically, he's got a list of his moves and he's associated each move with a pawn on the fucking chessboard. And as we make a move and he makes a move, he's checking things off. Well, he's strategic about it. So maybe you guys should do the same thing. What are all your moves? What are all your available players? Let's get a a real big ass chessboard out and allocate these things. Okay. This time he made this move. Okay, so piece one belongs to, you know, list item one, you know, and keep it going and, and see where he's headed. Don't give him that person. Because then you could just take that chessboard and throw the whole fucking thing away and just know he's going to have endless checkmates and he's going to conquer quite a lot. And guess where Mr. Trump will be? <laughs> right here. I'll run this division. Don't worry.